it's like I want to tell people like follow your dreams but some people just can't like I have I went to school with other people who graduated in, in so much student debt that they had to you know continue on and being a young lawyer and working their asses off at a firm that they hate it I think when you get to a point and you have another alternative and you're you're wondering like should I switch it's probably a good sign that maybe that's something you should seriously consider. And there are so many doors that you can open. People want hard workers and educated people. It, it doesn't mean that you need to be educated in a specific field to succeed. You know, if you work hard and you want it bad enough, you can make it happen. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestro by. Three, two, one. Hello friends, Maestro here and welcome back to the, or actually I didn't say welcome back, welcome to the very first long episode of 2021. Today I have with me guests, I think I've had them on maybe three times already, I don't know, I lose track. It was a kind of annual end of the year thing, things got switched up this year because that's what happens in 2020 and we switched it and decided to bring them on to kick off the new year to talk about all things goal setting, mindset, nutrition, basically whatever they want to talk about because I could just listen to them talk forever. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my friends, Meredith Root and Alex Parker. Welcome back, homies. Hello. Alex, can I hear you? Thanks for having us. <laughs> I find it so amusing, just like I'm imagining you sitting there with like the mic and then just whispering it over there. Where's uh, where's the cat? My cat is on my lap. I'm okay. I'm petting her like okay. in um, Austin Powers. Actually, yes. <laughs> Actually, yes. That's what everyone cares about anyway. So <laughs> I will pass the mic off. I'm going to try and be a good host again and ask specific questions to specific people. So it's not that like, oh, you go, I go thing. But Meredith, would you like to give us maybe, well, I mean, we'll link the, the, pre the previous episodes, but would you like to give us a little bit of an update I know that's coming to be a lot of an update, but where are you folks at right now? Um, well, we are, so um, we're running our business, which is Tactic Functional Nutrition. And it's kind of crazy. Like there's been a lot that's changed for us in the past, um, let's see, eight months, 10 months. Um, I think like everybody with the pandemic, we didn't really know what to expect when when things kind of hit the fan in March, we were actually in Montreal for a competition in March, like getting ready to go. Damn. And it was, um, it was like all, we were like gearing up and then all of a sudden it was like pulled the plug. It was like the weekend that everything kind of happened. Um, so we hustled back to Calgary cause it seemed like we might get stuck in, um, the East and we didn't really know what was going to happen with the business. Like, I think a lot of small business owners at that time were really kind of uh, afraid for the future and not sure what their clients were going to do. Not sure, yeah. you know, what the future was like. But um, we we kind of pivoted ourselves to more of a like a, 
a mental health support role, mm. I think at that time. And so a lot of our content on Instagram was geared towards education and providing support and just kind of like trying to be, you know, a rock for people who either, either like our clients who we work with one-on-one -on -one or for people who follow us on social media, just like, Hey, you know, we're always a source of, um, you know, scientifically valid information. And like now more than ever, we need to be that like that company. And so we did that and, um, you know, things kind of picked up for us in April, May, like we started to get busy. I think people being stuck at home either from work or like their gym was closed, kind of realized like, you know, Hey, maybe now is a good time to focus on my health and nutrition when I can't, you know, either can't be in the gym or, you know, I'm home from work and I do have more time. So things got pretty busy for us in the summer, mm. which was great. We brought on, um, a third coach, which is awesome. She's been awesome. And, we've just, we've had a pretty good year overall and it's just really kind of validated what we, um, you know, what we do and what we've been focusing on for a few years now. Uh, that's, I remember when it's, it's crazy. That was like this year, but you were doing programming every day. And I was yes. like, this is absolutely amazing. <laughs> just one so generous, but I love that you kind of took the direction of, of the mental health, but also just, being that, uh, what's the word I want to use? Being that constant for people, right? 2020 has been such a year of like, things are uncertain and like, what's happening next? What's going to, what's going to happen? And it was absolutely super uh, comforting to be like, I know sometimes I would message you and be like, but where's the post today? It's like, you were just this <laughs> rock during the yeah. time of, of, of uncertainty. But yep. Alex, going to pass it to you. Meredith said that you folks got busier. I'm sorry for the beeping. I had a the door i had a uh guy come in today to install a doorbell and this is what happens uh, <laughs> amazing right just perfect timing but alex meredith said that things got busier during, during this time have you noticed people continuing on this trend of like i want to be healthier i want to eat healthier yeah i think kind of what meredith said there was um a realization for people who were all of a sudden pulled out of their regular routine into something that had no routine, whether it was like, I mean, we had some teachers, oh, um, people yeah. who basically weren't working at all or people who worked in universities who were completely like off work. And then we had people whose entire routines changed because they were working from home. They had to take care of their kids, you know, during the day. And routine is an amazing thing for health and fitness. As soon as you fall out of routine, people kind of fall yeah. off yeah. in what they're eating. Like they'll miss breakfast or it could, you know, they might just stop cooking completely. It just, um, a lot of things change for them. And we got an, not an, an influx of clients, but I think people like Meredith said, started to realize, okay, I've got time. Um, a lot of clients now six, like six months later are telling me, you know, this was a really great time for me to kind of like lose the weight and learn mm. these habits um, because they weren't they weren't tempted with socializing, all the stuff that can throw you off track. And granted, it is good to learn how to manage social interactions and, you know, drinking and eating out at the same time as, you know, getting healthy. But this was a really good opportunity for people to really dial it in and lose, you know, 20 or 30 pounds, which wow. is what a lot of our clients want to do. And, and now they're kind of, as the restrictions 
redu are reduced, they are allowed, they are able to put what they've learned into practice and kind of, you know, get, get, get a new routine and mm -hmm. be like, Hey, I've adjusted to a routine before. Now I just need to adjust to a new routine. So, um, and then you get a lot of people, you know, who've lost weight and their friends reach out to us because they also want to lose weight or they want to get healthy or, you know, they want to have the motivation to work out at home. So yeah. it's been definitely been great to see, you know, as frustrating as it is when you go to order equipment and you can't get any for like a million years, I get that that's shitty, but also it seems remarkable to me anyway, it's remarkable. Like people taking their, their health into their own hands for like, I don't know, I don't want to say the first time, but it's definitely to me a good thing. Alex, you said just now using kind of, just kind of stealing some of your words, you're talking about restriction. Uh, and restrictions being lifted and such. And I, I know you're kind of talking about more of like the Rona stuff, but uh, you folks did a post, I don't know, this week maybe, about the difference with uh, restrictions and restricting and also re versus removing temptation. Meredith, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so that was, um, I do a lot of reading and I read the Scientific American article that kind of talked about that. And it was talking about the... Um, you know, why, why is weight management so difficult for, for people? And, um, you know, it's because a lot of what we do, um, on a day-to-day -day basis because of our environment is we have to fight against these, um, you know, these stimuli that are not entirely natural to the way mm -hmm. that we're evolved. So like our, our food environment and our society and the world that we lived in, that we live in has evolved, um, a lot faster than we have evolved. And so, the whole premise here is that our, um, when we feel hunger or when we feel temptation to eat something, it's not because we're inherently bad. It's the way that we're designed. And it's because when, you know, when our ancestors are out in the wild or, um, you know, whatever, when we come across food, you know, we want to eat, we're designed to eat as much as we can because that's beneficial to our survival mm -hmm. and procreation and all this stuff. And so <clears throat> when we're around foods that are highly palatable, highly processed, our brain is telling us constantly, like, you need to eat as much of that mm -hmm. food as you can, because if you eat that food, uh, you'll, you know, you're more likely to survive. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's just how it, you know, that's what it boils down to. And so, so much of having success in, um, in nutrition and in health and in, you know, and in weight management is limiting your exposure to certain types of foods. And so this is a tricky thing because there's all, there's kind of some mixed messaging that floats around out there, especially this time of year, you know, um, enjoy your holiday meals, eat the damn cookie. Like mm -hmm. you see mm -hmm. a wide range of messaging that comes out of the nutrition world at this time. Um, and there's, it's not to say that you can't do that and you should, you know, you should do that to an extent. Um, but you know, when you're done with that, it's a good, like, it's okay to get that crap out of your house and out of your environment. And so you don't have to look at it and fight against, you know, frankly, what are very natural and normal cravings to have in the presence of food like that. So it's not about ignoring hunger signals or, you know, fighting your hunger. It's, it's simply about managing the temptation that's in your life. And you do that by managing um, you know, your home and your, like the food environment that you put yourself in for 90% of the time. Yeah, that makes 
total sense. I love that you brought up about just all the messaging that's out there. I'm finding myself just in the middle of a lot. Nutrition really came onto my, into my, got onto my radar with you two. And then we worked together and it was amazing. And I'm like still with these skinny legs, but gained a lot from, from the, the experience in general. Um, but I'm finding myself in the middle of just with some of the people that like have taken my intensive and stuff with the intuitive eating space. And just, mm-hmm. there's so much messaging out there. And I, I very much lean towards what you two, what you two put out. Um, and I love that you address that and just say it. And one of the things that I respect about both of you so much, um, and Meredith, I'm going to keep going with you on this. One of the things I actually respect about you two so much is you're not scared to take a firm stance on things. <laughs> like, I know that Meredith is like, gets enjoyment out of this, but it's, it's a hard thing for people to do. Uh, but you don't seem to have any problem. You seem to actually really, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Can you can you put us in your shoes for a little a little bit and just what is that like for you? You're like this is my opinion. I'm putting it out there. Is there a, are you scared of re- the repercussions? You're seeing you know there's so much messaging out there. Just mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna give uh, the mic to you. Yeah, it's it's tough. We were told early on that um, you know by a mentor of ours that sometimes when you're trying to build a brand in a business, like you do have to sort of plant your flag mm-hmm. and take a stance and understand that people are going to argue with you and they're going to disagree with you. Um, and that's okay. Like I kind of personally think that if, if all you can do with people in health and nutrition and fitness space is, is focus on the ways in which you disagree, like that's just kind of lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you should be willing to hear, uh, to hear all viewpoints, but you know, for me personally, I'm, I'm just really kind of passionate about, uh, nutrition and health and the way that that messaging is out there. And there's like, like I said, there's a whole spectrum there's, there's people who exist in the space and they do a lot of harm or they stand to do a lot of harm. Um, like the most recent example of that is the Jillian Michaels. Like she just kind of pops her head up every once in a while. Um, and it's people who just kind of, you know, they're there to make money and be heard and just, you know, that's kind of their thing and that's fine. Um, you know, for me, I kind of, I, we exist more in the middle and, you know, we deal with, with people who are in the same industry as us, but they, you know, their messaging is quite different. So, um, you know, I'm not afraid to say like, no, maybe you shouldn't eat the damn Mm -hmm. cookie. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe what you need to do as someone who's trying to focus on your health and, and fitness is to not give yourself excuses and justify things and do things the way that you've always done them. Um, you know, sometimes it comes across as brash. Sometimes it's, you know, people can read into it things that they shouldn't. Um, you know, but for the most part, people who know us and understand us, um, and have spent time talking with us know what we're about. For sure. Um, and they, you know, and that's, I think that's been part of, we used to get into fights on the internet all the time and that still (laughs) happens. It just doesn't happen quite as often. Um, but I think people are starting to buy into what we're, you know, what we're about. Oh, it's I think it's a test. It's a, it's a testament one to you putting out quality information. You're getting results, but the longe- longevity of things and it's not you're not wishy washy on things. Mm-hmm. You've been saying the same message. You've been you've been showing up with the same conviction since day one. I think it's just a little bit harder for people to swallow when it's day one. Whereas when it's day a thousand, they're like, oh, this is like a genuine person who who is passionate about about this. I love that you use that word passionate. Because one of the things we want to see on social media is like I think there's people out there and like you said that are just solely polarizing they want to post shit to like 
fan flames and start fires and like i don't know just, you know some men just want to watch the world the world burn yeah. there's a difference between that and just being like i am really passionate about this and that is a one million percent what comes through in the stuff that you post and the content that you write it's i, I go through comments selectively on certain people's pages and yours is one of them and it's it's great to see your people show up and whenever there's something that happens in the in the industry you can and then you you write your you know speak your piece about it i love how your people show up in the comments and they're like we were waiting for this we knew it and it's just it's great because it's also it's not it's absolutely not fanning flames it's absolutely not being polarizing just be polarizing it's absolutely not looking to start shit or stir shit and it's a testament to how you've been showing up you know yep. since since day one i it's amazing i want to yeah, say exactly. go ahead oh no i was uh i was agreeing with you <laughs> you you have a canadian accent already it's i'm calling it a tilt like <laughs> how long have you been there meredith three, um i moved here yeah uh, it's been over three years now oh so okay well then that's fair yeah. i'm like there is canadian accent already i don't I, know I, if you can hear ivy she's making an appearance <laughs> oh I, oh wow Wow, the aggressive. Rupert, step it up, Rupes. Step it up. <laughs> I want to keep going with this idea or this concept of, of passion and being passionate about stuff. Um, but I'm flipping over to Alex. Alex, you, your degree and you have like a really cool outfit that you can wear is in law. Yeah. You are not, are you using that at all right now? I, I'm not. Um, the last time I really used anything or the any any time I really use it is, you know, just some administrative stuff like, you know, registering the corporation mm -hmm. and just um, things like that. For the most part, though, I would say, like, having had having a law degree and experience um, working in a profession, you learn to work with a variety of people, but. You also learn, and Meredith and I talk about this because we both have backgrounds, professional backgrounds. It definitely helps in terms of communicating with clients and managing mm -hmm. clients, emails, being professional, not making mistakes, being organized, things like that. Like we run our business. It's just us two and then our third coach. And so we're coaches, but we are also doing all of the administrative stuff. We're the ones who answer inquiry emails. Yeah. We're the ones that, you know, manage mem the membership system so and like accounting all that stuff yeah. is done by us which i enjoy i like being involved in every aspect of the business and i think having had a law degree helps with that in in another way it's it's taught me how to uh read and synthesize information really well so i have a background in psychology but i don't really have a science background mm -hmm. and you know, I, I learned a lot about studies and stuff like that, but, um, you know, now that I, like I'm reading nutrition articles and stuff, it gives me the ability to understand and be able to discuss things and synthesize stuff for the internet yeah. and for people to understand on a kind of easier, easier basis. I love that. I love taking different, different skill sets and or taking your skill set from other things and bringing into this. Do you at all feel any kind of way? And I ask these questions really for the listeners that are, it's a time of transitioning, right? Time of change. I've had a bunch of people social media wise, and I'm, I'm going to guess you folks have, you too have had it too, have also had it. 
where people are changing directions and they're like, actually, the life I had before, I did it because I thought I was supposed to or like, hey, this time period and having to slow down, open my eyes and I want to do something else. Keep in staying with you, Alex. Do you have any any words of wisdom, advice, or your own experience with using, in addition to what you've just shared, but using going in a direction that isn't what your schooling was in directly? Like, do you feel any kind of way of like, oh, I went to school for all this whole time and paid all this money? I don't know actually the money situation with Canada, but I paid all this money for a lot of people in the states, but now I don't really want to do that. Any words yeah. of wisdom there? Um. I actually had somebody ask me this on Instagram the other day. I was, I was miserable mm. trying to practice law and be, mm-hmm. being like, I loved going to law school, but once I got into kind of the practicing of it, it just wasn't my jam at all. Yeah. I didn't particularly click with the people. I didn't, and I enjoyed the work, but not enough for it to kind of take over my entire life. Yeah. Totally. Um, so for me, it was kind of, and also I had uh, quite the, athletic background and I was a presence on social media mm-hmm. and I have a, I had a following. Yeah. I also had Meredith who was doing this nutrition coaching and what I was seeing what she was doing and it looked just like a ton of fun. Um, you could, you know, the, the schedule was a little bit more flexible. She was doing something that I was also passionate about, which is, you know, helping people get healthy and something that I've always been interested in. And I think, I think if uh, it's like, I want to tell people like, follow your dreams, Mm -hmm. but some people just can't. Like I have, I went to school with other people who graduated in in so much student debt that Mm -hmm. they had to, you know, continue on and being a young lawyer and working their asses off at a firm that they hated. Yeah. And I think when you get to a point and you have another alternative and you're, you know, you're wondering like, should I switch? It's probably a good sign that maybe that's something you should seriously consider. And there are, and my mom told me this a long time ago, there are so many doors that you can open, especially if you have a a good degree. I mean, people want hard workers and educated people. It it doesn't mean that you need to be educated in a specific field to succeed. You know, if you work hard and you want it bad enough, you can make it happen. So as much as I want to tell people like, yeah, follow your dreams. Like it's just not feasible for everybody. Mm -hmm. But if you have an opportunity presents, presenting itself, like, absolutely. And I think you're right. This is a time of change. I think a lot of people are already transitioning. They're realizing like, oh, yeah, like even in the health and fitness industry, you know, a lot of personal trainers are like, maybe I don't like personal training yeah. every day. I kind of like doing an online thing. Yep. Or So, yeah, I think exploring options is never a bad idea. Yeah, I, I love that all of it just i think there's the there's like the knee-jerk reaction of like you know old school gary v like quit your job and it's like please don't be homeless you need to eat <laughs> like make sure that you can feed yourself and your family and your children so i, I love that you acknowledge that because that is very much a reality uh, but then when you start doing the things and that help those opportunities you know to arise and present themselves whatever you can do to take you know, start moving towards them. It may take 10 years, but you know, the time's going to pass anyway. So mm-hmm. I love I that. And this, um, this thing, sorry to interrupt. No, no, go, go, go. Um, I once saw this, this, I can't remember what it's, it actually has a name and I can't remember what the name is. So I'll try to figure that out and get it to you. Um, but it's essentially three questions and you kind of make like a Venn diagram, you know, it's like mm-hmm. the three circles and they overlap in the middle. And the three yep. questions are, 
Um, and it's kind of geared like what should, you know, around what you should do with your life. And it's, the questions are, um, what are you passionate about? Uh, the second question is, what are you good at? And then the third question is, what can make you money? Yes. And so it's, it's where those overlap. So like and, Ikagi and, thing. There's yeah. Like a, yeah. And like what you're good at that, that, that yeah. has a lot to do with your education. So like Alex, for example, yes. you know, what she's passionate about is health and fitness. What she's good at is like synthesizing information and understanding information and being very or like organized. Um, and then what can make her money? There's a long list of things that can make her money, but where that those things overlap, like right in the middle is kind of what we're doing right now, which yes. is in health and fitness, using your ability to communicate with people and synthesize information to put information out there. And then number three, like, you know, work with people one-on-one -on -one coaching. That's how we make money. Yes. And so that's just, that's kind of where you land with that exercise. Those three questions can be pretty powerful. I love it. I, I totally know the thing that you're talking about. Yes. And I love the, the concept of kind of moving and being in different places on that kind of Venn diagram. Like, yes, the goal is to be in the middle. Mm -hmm. But like Alex is saying, like different parts of your life and where you're at right now and circumstances and decisions that you've made in the past, whether it's like myself, you go to school and you have like a million dollars in debt, that is definitely going to kind of be like, all right, well, I'm going to have to be a little, little bit more in this circle, part of the circle right now, but still having that goal of like, let me try to move towards the middle. I love that. I want to keep going with that idea. And Meredith, you can keep going here. You folks have done a really good job of balancing. Not balance, because it's not like a, you know, it's not a state. It's a, you know, it's a verb here of balancing. And you run your own business. You train. I love the competitions between the two of you when you put them on Instagram. It's really fun for me. Uh, but you also make time to go and explore things. How have you done that? <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you that Alex is actually way better at doing this than I am. Really? But it sort of varies. It, it varies by degree. So I'm still like, I still am pretty good at it. My biggest thing sometimes is that I have trouble like stopping working, mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure you can yeah, relate. Yeah. Like <laughs> totally. when you own a business, you can just, you could work all the time. And uh, I've definitely been there, but um, I think that people who are good at this and it's the way that we kind of manage it is you, you, you do everything like you're kind of all in on what you're doing at the moment. So we have like, you know, when we're working, we have both hands on our business. And then when that's done for the day or for the week or whatever we're working, it's like, okay, now we have both hands on our training. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when we're, when we're out traveling, uh, doing the mountain thing, it's okay. Now we have both hands on our you know, on our adventures. And it's important because, um, if you, if you're kind of leaving one hand on multiple things, like you're not going to get good training in because you're going to be, maybe you're, you know, you're messaging clients or you're doing emails while you're training. Like that's just not going to be good training. Um, and you're also not going to be doing a good job working when you're doing that. So, um, and then likewise, if we're out adventuring and same thing, like maybe we're texting people while we're out, that's not good. Or maybe we're thinking about all the training that we're missing, yeah. you know, when we're hiking or seeing or whatever, that's also not good because now you're not enjoying what you're doing with your free time. So I think, um, that's an area where a lot of people struggle and it's just, it's putting things away when it's time to put them away and it makes you more effective in doing the things that you're trying to do. It makes yeah. you, 
it allows us to get really good, like high quality training in, in a short amount of time because it's not diluted with other things. Mm -hmm. It allows us to focus on work when we're working because we're not mixing that in with other things. So I think it's easy for people to look at us and see two athletes, two people who have been to the CrossFit games and competed at a high level and just assume that we kind of jumble everything together because there are a lot of people out there who do that. Um, but I think what allows us to have the freedom to do the things that we enjoy, whether it's training or skiing or hiking, is that we devote ourselves 100% to what we're doing when we're doing it. And then, yeah. and then have the discipline to put it down. Uh, it's, this is a large part of what uh, made me want to you know, sign up for coaching with you. Because of, you can see that you, that's how you, both of you lead your lives where there's no half-assing of things where I think I think people kind of don't even realize that they're doing that they're like no I'm just like multitasking and you're like you're just not doing anything well actually so it's <laughs> yeah. people are really good at being busy without yeah, actually right? being productive like nothing gets like, done there yeah. was a time like we just bought this house and there was some different scheduling that was happening to get this house purchased we had to you know there's certain things you have to do like get the inspection done just see different houses, different meetings. And some of these would fall on work days. And normally like we are very schedule schedule oriented, at least I am. And that's one way we can be productive, but there would be times where we're we're driving around while we're checking in with people. We get to the end of the day. I'm like, I don't even know what happened today. I don't even remember the conversations I had with people. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that there are people who try to do that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what people do, but if you're not all in the majority of the time, like I don't understand how people could do a good job. We couldn't do a good, good job. So oh, I agree. I think yeah, there's a lot of fear. Of there's a lot of FOMO. Yeah. You're like, but I can't do it. I'm not doing this. So I'm going to miss out on that. Or like, <laughs> let me also have like a safety net of like, if I do both things and like, if this doesn't work, I have that, but then yeah. nothing works and nothing gets done. Um, do you, Alex, I'm going to stay with you. Are you, is this something that you, I don't want to say manage, that you help your clients with? Do you have any tactical um, suggestions about how to, I don't know, move away from that multitasking, like try to get all the things done mindset approach to life? Yeah, for sure. I think people come to us because they don't know how to prioritize the Mm -hmm. things that they wish they, like the things that they want to prioritize, like eating healthy for one example. And I have lawyers who sign up and they're like, I want to be coached by you specifically because you understand the demands of my job. And I do, if, if anything, I understand like the year that I spent in a law firm was probably one of the harder years as a lawyer. It's like your first year, it's extremely demanding. And I managed to stay on track with my nutrition because that's something that I value like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. kind of teaching people like how how can you how can you do that like but you actually you need to value it like yeah. on the weekends like you might want to go out um, with your friends for the whole afternoon but instead like if you really value eating healthy and feeling good during the week and not being exhausted on Monday morning like you have to stay home on Saturday night and you have to prep your food on Sunday yeah. and some people don't like hearing that some people kind of want a balance like a in between and that's totally fine you you have to they have to understand that there's going to be some give and take Mm -hmm. but for sure it's like getting people to kind of revamp their routine and their schedule 
to, in order to prioritize the things that they say they want to prioritize. Sometimes it comes out that they don't actually want to prioritize yes. their nutrition and go. that's totally fine. We, we meet them where they're at and we're like, Hey, let's try to get you to this next stage. You don't have to go mm -hmm. all the way to 10. Maybe we can get you to six or seven and then you can still enjoy time out with your friends on the weekends or, you know, the odd night out on the town. Do you, you have a few too many drinks? <laughs> do you get people that say that, do you have people that while you're coaching them, they have that realization of like, oh, maybe I actually don't want this thing. Oh yeah. We get a lot of people who come and they're like gung ho. Like I want to, I want to get a six pack. I want to, you know, be able to snatch 150, whatever the number mm -hmm. may be. I want to look like this. And I'm like, all right, here's your plan. Like, let's get you there. And we work towards it. And then it's like quickly, like they really don't have any interest or they, yeah. I shouldn't say they don't have any interest. They realize like how hard it yeah. is straight up. And it's hard because it's so different than what they're currently doing. Yeah. And so if, you know, you have a tough conversation, like, Hey, if you really want to do this, you can either go 100% now and I can tell you how to do it, or we can, you know, step-by-step step, take a year to get it, get you where you, you want and build the habits where it doesn't feel so hard. Like mm -hmm. there isn't as much resistance it's, you know, maybe it's like, Hey, let's start by planning breakfast because yeah. a lot of people don't do that. It's like pick up on the way to work or they don't eat, eat breakfast or schedule three workouts in. But you know, there's a lot of people who go from zero to 10 and then they just fall off because they really like change is hard. Yeah. So really there's a couple different approaches, but for the most part, we try to get to, we try to help people and get them to where they, they want even if what they want changes halfway through. <laughs> there's still so much value in it. And this is one of the things that I got from working you know, with Meredith is like you said, just build one, that realization, like, while I think it can be really hard to swallow, it's still, it's information. And suddenly you're like, okay, I'm learning about my priorities and this is not a bad thing. And I'm learning about the habits that I need to put in place and they, you know, transfer into so many other, other things. And then ideally you stay working with someone long enough that it's like, all right, they help me build these other habits that I realize I actually do, you know, do prioritize. Meredith, I got a question for you. Sticking with the, the topic of um, clients and such and, and the business. Actually, let me just pause this one second. For you folks listening, I know we're 32 minutes in and, and we'll put it in the little intro thing, but Meredith and Alex, they are former games athletes. They run their own nutrition business. Uh, Alex, I mean, uh, Meredith said about it in a, little bit, a little bit in the beginning. So we will once again link those previous episodes just so if you two you folks listening are like well, wait a minute who am i listening to just go back and listen or even read the blurbs from the first episodes that they that they were on and you'll see why i keep bringing them back for more but meredith passing on to you and clients and, and things like that are new year's resolutions a thing mm -hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they they are. And it's it's simply it's only because people have attached <clears throat> a lot of value to this like very arbitrary date. But mm -hmm. like, you know, if you want to talk about like the value in a New Year's resolution, it's very simple and it's that so a lot of people need external motivation to get going on a goal. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with yeah. that. Nothing wrong with that. Um but what we what we've learned um in this there's this this isn't just we as in like me and alex it's we as in like behavioral psychologists it's that um we the people who are successful with whatever goals they have or path that they set out on find a way to become internally motivated yes 
So the external motivation, the initial goal setting, that's a really powerful tool to get to get someone moving in a direction. But ultimately it boils it boils down to you know, how do we adopt a new identity or how do we become the person that we want? You know, the person that achieves this goal. How do we mm-hmm. become, you know, how do we become an Iron Man? Like, how do we shift from someone who wants to do an Iron Man yeah. to an Iron Man? Like, yes. that's that's the that's the real crux of New Year's resolutions. And um, you know, a lot of it is is a lot of the issues with New Year's resolutions is that people bite off more than they can chew. Yeah. They set a goal that is a great deviation from either the type of person that they are or how they've behaved in the past year. Um, which is fine. Maybe you stick with that for 30 days and you see it all the time, like 30 day challenges on New Year's, uh, whole 30, you know, the 75 hard challenge. Um, those are great, but there, there's an end point. And usually when people reach that end point, they stop because it's too hard. Um, and they don't know how to keep going. So, um, do you want to plug your business here now? Because real talk working with you, that was one of the things that I believe you, you two are so good at that. And I love that, you know, kind of how you phrase that where you're, it really is an identity shift and you go from the person that wants to be doing something to the person that has done something, the person that, no, this is their new identity. We, mm-hmm. we move away from like wanting the noun without wanting to do and be the verb. Um, do you, can you tell us what you're, what you're doing, what you're offering? Because I think that this is largely one of, and this is whether it's nutrition, training, like an Instagram, it doesn't matter. This is one of the biggest <laughs> values of having a coach. Yeah. Um, I mean, like on a very, on a surface level, we help with people with their nutrition. Um, when you kind of get below, you know, you get, you scratch the surface, you get a little deeper in what we do. We help people achieve their goals. And that's, um, you know, it's nutrition is very important to most health and fitness goals. It's not the only important thing. Um, but it's kind of what it, it grounds a lot of people's behavior. Um, so we work with people to achieve weight loss goals. We work with people to improve their performance in their sport, whether that's CrossFit, um, triathlon, rugby, like name it. We've probably worked with an athlete mm-hmm. who um, is in that sport, you know, or we, you, we, we, work, we work with people who try, who are trying to get an identity back. Like maybe it's a mom who's had three kids and, you know, thinks back to those days where she used to be, you know, a runner or an athlete. And, and she's like, how do I, how do I get back there with three kids? Um, there is a path to that. And a lot of it is, it's, it is managing your time and just knowing that like, you know, maybe you can't work out for two or three hours a day, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't work out for an hour a day. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that's not worth doing. And so, you know, we kind of, we try to meet people where they're at and figure out how to get them, you know, where they're going. And like Alex said, a lot of people, think they know where they're going and then they start down the yeah. path and realize that they want to go somewhere else yeah. and like we are we're here for that we're not like we don't only work with elite athletes we don't only work with weight loss people um we have so many clients who started down the weight loss path and they're like this is pretty cool they achieved that goal and now they're kind of pivoted back over to the performance path so cool. um so we're here for it we're here for whatever it is and um you know we kind of like you know shining a light on some of the changes that are worth making and you know some of the things that maybe not be may not be worth the effort like i have a i have a client who she just finished up a year with me which is awesome awesome. she's lost i think 45 45 pounds and now it's like her her new year's goals like not that 
to, yeah. they're not resolutions. It's mm-hmm. just like we've ended another six month period. She sent me her goals and her goals are get a ring muscle up, mm-hmm. um, row a five kilometer in under 20 minutes. Uh, and then there were a couple others, but they were all performance. performance. Yeah. It's all performance. That's And it's just like, remarkable. it's super cool to see that transition that back. To, like her original goal was, I want to lose weight. I want to get healthy. And now it's like, all right, I want to like chase this, chase some goal real, like some different goals. I'm so. so amped just hearing this for my physiotherapist that maybe are listening to this. This is one of the reasons why we've had this discussion many times. In reality, yes, we have a doctorate, but in reality, we want to be viewed, treated, related to as coaches. This is why the model of actually being able to work with people for an extended amount of time is so incredible and being able to help them on their journeys. Yes, if your goal is like, you know, rehab for post-op, things like that, that's fine. But when we're looking at the traditional insurance model and you only get to see people for a certain, you know, you're limited to how long you can work with them and there's very like kind of tunnel vision like, not even like you're not even treating a human but then you hear stories like this from people working with actual people and having this long you know long longer standing relationship with them and i love you know meredith that you said that really under in under the surface what you do is you help people achieve their goals like it's just honestly remarkable to me and and how you can navigate that and how you can watch someone grow and evolve and change when you were first starting the the business um, and I'm going to throw this one up in the air. Whoever wants to answer it can answer it. I'm be a bad host. But when you were first starting the business, were you told that you had to niche down and be like, okay, well, you just work with these kind of people. You just do this. Um, and if you were told that, were you like, no, we're not doing that? Or how did things start with that? We, um, I think when we first started, we had a lot of clients who thought that we, we had a reputation because of who we are as mm-hmm. athletes thought that we are like performance-based nutrition coaches Mm -hmm. and then we kind of were like okay we don't really want to like not that that there's anything wrong with that but it's like we want to help regular people for lack of better word just like even like Meredith said like moms things like that um people like lawyers or doctors or whatever um or whoever like it doesn't matter what your your profession is and then we reached out probably about a year in I don't think it was a year in it was, yeah. Oh no, it wasn't. It was about eight or 10 months. Yeah. We're like, all right, let's maybe see about marketing, like trying to grow in a different way, like grow bigger. Cause we, we, like I knew, and I think probably from what I s- saw on your Instagram, like generate email lists, mm-hmm. stuff like that, which we just weren't doing at mm-hmm. all. Um, and this person told us like, you need to fill out these questions and I think it was, you want to find out who you're, I think it was an alias. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it was like, who are you, like what age category, female or male? Yeah, your avatar, yeah. Avatar, that's what yeah. it was. Um, and like, we worked on these questions. I probably p- tried to work on these questions like five times, talking to <laughs> Meredith. I don't, ha- like there is no avatar yeah. for us. Like we, and I think it boils down with nutrition to, no matter who you are, the basics of nutrition are going to be the same. The basics of a healthy lifestyle are going to be the same. Like if you're a 40 year old female or a 20 year old man, like, yeah, you're probably eating a bit more as a 20 year old man, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, everything is the same. Mm -hmm. Like I can compare myself to my mom who's 61 
And our diet is very similar. Like mm -hmm. I eat a little bit more than her. We sleep the same amount. Like we drink the same, like we have to drink water. It's very, it's all very similar. Mm -hmm. So imp implementing the basics is the same for everybody. Then you tweak a little bit at the top once those basics are done. But I don't think for us, we necessarily have a specific yeah. person. Yeah. So basically we're like, yeah, no. We were told <laughs> that we needed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it was like, no, we don't, we don't need to, we don't want to. Mm -hmm. And so we haven't. No, I, listen, this, I asked the question specifically because the goal of the podcast, right, is expose people to other people who are doing the thing and show them there's different routes and different paths to things. What I think is really interesting with your scenario, one, you did have eyes to start off with, but like you said, you were like, well, we, this is not, we're not for the specific demographic. And I think what happens too often when people start something and they look to niche down, they niche down based on who, as opposed to what problem do we solve? When you focus on that as your niche, it, you get a wide variety of demographic. And, and I think Alex just nailed it there, especially for looking at kind of the basics of things. And uh, to, to tie in what Meredith said earlier, you help people who want to meet goals. That is, it's a broad, uh, it's a broad niche, but it is at the same time more specific than just like we help anyone who like wants nutrition advice. Like people come to you with specific goals, lifestyle goals, weight goals, things like that. But that is in and of itself a niche. So if you folks are listening to this, yes, I am all about, especially for the trying to like establish some something, uh, a presence, if you will, on social media, you need to niche down, but that largely starts off with what problem do you solve not who do you solve it for because you will oftentimes be like well it could be this person this person so what is the problem that you're solving and then like Meredith said earlier kind of planting your your flag and just being like yes I said this yes I believe this yes I'm passionate about this it will take time but you keep doing that and you keep showing up and you will absolutely build a community. We'll absolutely build this army that shows up and it was like, I was waiting for you to say something. You're the best <laughs> as, as me. That was actually my own voice and how I feel <laughs> when I, when I see that these posts, uh, Meredith, I got a question for you about, about business. Mm -hmm. Since we're already talking about this, you like to be all up in the business, doing the thing yourself. I'm thinking about the podcast you folks have right now. Um, it's called afternoon snack. Yes. Right. We'll link that in the show notes, folks. Definitely go check that out. Uh, but you like to be open stuff and like figure out how to do it yourself. Were you given advice when you first started, like outsource, hire people? And how do you feel about keeping your team right now so lean? Um, I think that I wasn't explicitly given that advice, but I think a lot of, um, you know, it's just, it's out there. There's, yeah. uh, there's websites where you can, um, outsource your graphic design your, yeah like everything mm -hmm. I think for me um I am like my background is engineering so I have a strong desire to <laughs> figure things out um on my own I like I I've learned so many different types of software through my like career either like in school or you know when I was actually working in that field so like a lot of things I think that um that people would struggle with, uh, you know, like website stuff, podcasting, like anything software related. I can figure that out pretty mm -hmm. easily. Alex is like grinning at me. <laughs> I'm like, Jeez. the reason why we do it all ourselves is because I'm super cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, wait, how much? I'm sure you can figure that out, can't you? So 
it also yeah it, it, i'll clear your schedule for them <laughs> so um but it helps that i like i have an issue outsourcing a lot of things um in part because i'm a bit of a control freak but also mm-hmm. just i like to learn how to way. do things yeah like yeah. I, I really like i like I'm, I'm into Adobe right now. So like oh, Adobe Illustrator, yeah. Premiere, like all of the Adobe stuff I've, I'm starting to get good at. Um, so I just, I like, I like learning that part. I, I think like potentially that that will serve me in new and interesting ways in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, it saves us bukus of money because yeah. like hiring an Adobe specialist or, you know, even a WordPress specialist or a mm-hmm. Shopify specialist, like that's a, that comes at a premium cost, especially for people who, um, like, I don't like to cheap on anything. I mean, that's ironic because yeah. Alex just, that, <laughs> but I, I like, I like things to look a certain way. So yeah. I know that paying for that is, um, gets expensive. So yeah. dude, I, again, you folks listening, run your business. I'm going to quote Dr. Ellie Summers. Run your business however the fuck you want to run your business. I'm all about the style and method that Meredith and Alex run their business, doing the things yourself. Again, remember, at some point, you're going to pay in time or money, so figure out what you have more of, what you're willing to spend more of. But I do find so much value in doing a lot of stuff myself, at least to start off with, because then I do also feel like it's easier to justify, whether it's to yourself or whatever, the cost of something. Like If you've edited your own podcast, when you go to outsource that, you're like, yeah, this shit kind of takes a long time. So I don't mind paying this. Or you're like, it's actually not that hard, so I'm not going to pay a million dollars for this. Yeah. Or if something breaks, you're like, guess what? I can fix it. You know, your, your editor uploads something or whatever. Like, you can fix these things. So I, I think that there's so much value in that. And also, you know, everything that's happened with Rona, keeping your team lean, man, it's really nice. That's usually for most people in a lot of businesses, they're, they have overhead because they have brick and mortar of some sort, and then they have employees. So that's a lot of a lot of high cost with that. Speaking of employees, Alex, how has it been hiring another coach? Uh, Lindsay. I don't know. Yeah, she's our only coach. Yeah, yeah. she's. Uh, Lindsay. Oh man, I mean, okay, so the like I, because I'm I have like a background in law. I'm like, hey, we need to like make sure because yeah. I worked for another company, and it was great. It was fine. Um, but when Meredith and I left, we were like, okay, so do we take our clients like? Mm-hmm. I don't really know what to do here. Like mm-hmm. you build a very strong relationship with these clients, even though they're, they're basically given to you. It's like, do you, do you get like, most of them would probably choose to come with if you ask, but like, do you owe anything? So we basically, when we left, like we basically just paid out what we would our commission to that. Co- like we just mm-hmm. wanted to be respectful and yeah, totally. what we would have wanted if it world were reversed. So hiring a new coach, I think the hardest part, because Lindsay was doing this already. Gotcha. She was working for another company, more in like the hockey, junior hockey world, oh. but was also doing um, nutrition coaching for a variety of people. And she had quit her job. She just wasn't working out for her and was going to go off, like start her own business, kind of what we did. And we just kind of scooped her up and said, like, we'll give you what you want and kind of you can grow your business a little bit on the Mm -hmm. side. Like she's under tactic, but like she has her own website and Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. just, she's still under tactic. We give her clients. It's just, um, so we wanted to make sure that was all in writing. Yeah. And so the hardest part was getting the appropriate contract written up. But once that was done, it was all smooth sailing. I mean, we couldn't ask for a better addition to our, our team. She does 
and like anything that we do, she does just as well or better. Um, awesome. There's really no babysitting. We can send any client to her and it's awesome. And every client that's been sent to her has been happy. So it's, it was nerve wracking at first for sure, mm -hmm. but definitely one of the best business decisions we've made. I love hearing about this and growth. And I, I really do appreciate you through in the legal side of it. You folks listening, we will, uh, we, uh, Courtney will link the episode I did with Jamie uh, Lieberman, my lawyer, who's all about contracts and getting shit in writing and getting things signed because that yes. is incredibly important. I don't care if it's your best friend that you're working with. It's super, super important. Uh, I see the Mary time. I actually have a, a roommate agreement. I was actually, <laughs> you stole my, my segue. I see the time. I'm going to wrap this up soon, but. As it relates to partnerships and working together, Meredith, I'll pass this on to you. How has that been? So you folks listening, uh, Meredith and Alex are now engaged. Congrats. That's amazing. Uh, nice. How is that living with your your work partner and training against them and the competitions you have? Mm -hmm. And how is this? I sometimes forget that we're engaged because like we have done <laughs> no wedding planning and Alex still calls me her girlfriend. So... <laughs> Perfect. Well done. Right. Alex. All right. Beyonce is a, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really use the girlfriend word anyways, but, um, <laughs> it's, it's good. I could like, I could, I could lie and say like, it's easy all the time and we love it. And it's like been wonderful for our relationship, but it's, um, it is, it's tough. It was tough even before tactic when we were just sort of yeah. in the same space competing. And, um, I've never dated someone that I have to compete against and there's all kinds of complex emotions that come into that. Um, you know, that that's died down a little bit in part because the competition season was curtailed last year. But, um, you know, I think I'm like personally, I'm moving in a direction away from competing in this mm -hmm. sport, um, whether Alex stays competing or not. It's, you know, the feelings that I have are a little bit different than they used to be. Um, you know, it's it's kind of when I when I think about the things that like in my life, um, you know, being work relationships um like Al me and alex mm -hmm. uh training other things that we like to do it's kind of when i you know when i explain um managing things like responsibilities or desires to other people it's like you kind of have to envision your world and what's in it and you know consider the fact that everything orbits around you and you can only hold on to two things so um, it's really easy when you're in a relationship, um, in your working and your training to let the, your relationship be one of the things that orbits you instead of one of the things that you're holding close to. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with doing that on occasion because it has to happen when work gets busy or when, yeah. you know, maybe during competition season yeah. or when there's other things going on. Um, so for me, it's been like, it's sometimes I just have to remember to pull the relationship back in and maybe let training be some, the thing that orbits. Um, that's a, I don't know yeah. why I'm using the plan. I've literally I'm never used it. this analogy before. I, I, it works. I'm like literally envisioning it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, and I think it's the same for a lot of people for, you know, for Alex, who's a, she's just a very efficient person she can probably hold on to three things. Mm -hmm. I can only hold on to two. Got it. Um, and so I'm fine letting training and competition being the thing that sort of orbits around my life as long as I keep Alex and keep work in close with me. Um, 
So it's, it's definitely been, it's a shift and it's a concerted effort. As far as like day to day goes, it's, um, creating, I think the biggest thing for me and for us has been creating boundaries. You know, we, we work in our home, we exercise in our home, we are in a relationship in our home. Mm -hmm. So creating boundaries so that work doesn't spill into, um, our relationship, like that's the big boundary. Right. And it goes back to like, you could, you could work all the time if you wanted to, but if you work all the time, now your relationship is back in orbit. So it's, it's creating, it's creating boundaries and, and, uh, being diligent about creating space to be in a relationship with someone that you also, you, you could just as easily start talking about work. Yeah. That's so, so good. So, uh, everything that you're saying, everything, this is why I love bringing you two on because it's all the same. Everything you say relates to something else. Everything that you say is so on brand for you. And I don't mean that in like a, you know, a right way. It's so on brand and like there's the consistency throughout everything and, and prioritizing. And uh, one of the things that, that I got from you early on is like, it's not a sacrifice, it's a choice. And you made this decision and this is how you approach everything in life. And it's, I have such an utter respect for you. Alex, you want to add anything on there? How do you feel? Um, I would agree with most of that. I think it's been, we've grown a lot and had to learn, we've had to learn how to adapt to changing times and our relationship changing thing. Like the other day I was, we were kind of, I was thrown for a loop because we don't often argue about the business. Like we're very much on the same page. And there was a couple things about a month or so ago that I was just really concerned about and kind of let it get the best of me and was talking to Meredith about the business in, in a way that I wouldn't talk to somebody who I worked with exclusively. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was almost leveraging our relationship. Not, mm-hmm. I, not, uh, I wasn't, I didn't mean to, it's just yeah. the way that yeah. I'm upset with Meredith or something. I, you talk to your person, maybe a way that you would talk to a normal person, yeah. which is crazy. Cause it's like the person you love the most, but I'm sure we're all, yeah, most of I us are guilty it. of it. And she kind of said like, you know, you can't, you can't, are you talking to me? Is this like, is this a work problem or is this like a relationship problem? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's both. Wow. Like you can't, it's very yeah. hard to separate the two, but we're definitely, we're definitely learning. So, this and it is, works. Oh, so good. I got two more questions for you and then I'll wrap it up. Uh, continuing this idea of learning and moving away from your personal life. You folks listening to this, if you want to hear their background, if you want to hear about tactic, if you want to hear more about them starting the business, um, just their approach to kind of end of year stuff and, and, and more about New Year's Revolution, go and listen to the past episodes. If you want to hear more about them, go and listen to their podcast. We will link everything in the show notes. But two more questions for you and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, I'm going to just throw them up and then whoever wants to answer can answer. But w- during this time of Rona... Have there been any specific business lessons that you've learned? Um, that's a good question. I think, you know, there's there's been a lot of validation, I think. And when I say that, what I mean is we, ha- for a long time, have been very thankful that our overhead costs are so low. Mm-hmm. Um it would be easy for us to have a brick and mortar business mm-hmm. in addition, maybe as an extension of tactic, either a gym or yeah. like an in-person office, something like that. It's very common. Um, 
And, you know, when shutdowns happened, you saw all these gyms and you saw all these people pivot to online and they're, they're pivoting to a business model that they know nothing about that they're not familiar with. Um, you know, PTs are all of a sudden trying to coach people remotely and communicate over text or, you know, email or whatever, some virtual communication. And I think a lot of people struggled with that just because they were so, um, you know, used to being in person and it just, it really validated for me that I wanted, I wanted a remote, like a virtual business more than I wanted a gym business Mm because like having a gym was definitely on the table at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was, I guess it's it's less of a lesson and more like validation and reassurance that we are on the correct path right now, given like not only the current times, but where I, I believe the industry is headed long-term. So, so good. Alex, anything? Um, for me, it was owning a small business is very anxiety inducing. There are certain times of the month where, you know, you get very concerned about client retention. Like at the Mm -hmm. end of the month, people might canceling, like we don't do three month commitments. Usually like you can sign up and you can quit pretty much whenever mm-hmm. you want, mm-hmm. as long as it's before the next day you get charged, yep. charged on the phone. So like the days leading up to the end of the month are very stressful. Um, and it was very stressful during COVID because we work with a lot of other small business owners and they were just as freaked out, out yeah. about, you know, not having the income as we were. And so they were quitting and that was really worrisome. Um, and I think, the lesson that I learned was like, you just have to be there for people. Like even if they're not signing up to be coached by you or paying you for any reason, they're like, you can provide support and just keep pressing, like trying to help people by putting out as much information as you can. Meredith with um, like, she was putting out a workout every day for people at home. And I think no matter what, like just keep trucking, like pushing, just push every day and, it will be all right. Like if you really care and you try to do a good job, even if you aren't seeing the results right away, I, I'm not saying that that's the case for every business. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, there's certain businesses that, that didn't work, but for us, it was like, we just kind of put our heads down, did the best that we could. And it kind of turned around for us a couple months later when things, people started to understand it was going to be all right yeah. with their financial situation or whatever it was. But yeah, I think that was the lesson that I learned. Like, it's so good. You're all of your themes when we do these episodes, they just keep popping up because you two are so consistent and you're so on brand all the time. And I mean, it speaks to why you have so much, what I would consider so much success. Uh, the thing yeah, that I would consider to be success is that you keep showing up in whatever way that means you definitely through all of the craziness were a, a, a pillar, a beacon of consistency. And you've been like that. You know what you're going to get. When you go and check out Tactic, you know what you're going to get when you go and work with Tactic. You, you have a, you've done what I consider to be the best branding. So both of you, thank you for that. It's, just, it's truly inspiring to just look at somebody else and see them. You're like, yeah, they're doing it. Uh, if people want to check you out, if they want to learn more, work with you, how can they do that? Yeah, you can. Um, so we're online, obviously. <laughs> um, our website is uh, tacticmethod.com. And then we're on Instagram with, uh, tactic at tactic nutrition. Um, our personal Instagrams are at Meredith underscore root and 
uh, what is yours? Oh, at AA Parker one. Um, and then our, like our podcast is up and we talk about, we obviously talk about ourselves quite a bit on the podcast, but, um, you know, we, we do a lot of podcasts on coaching and, you know, goal setting and just sort of nutrition and lifestyle related things. There's not a, an overarching theme or schedule that we're on. We record when we feel like recording and feel like we have something to talk about, but, um, so that, that can be a good, the podcast is actually great to understand more about what we do with people. Um, cause there's only so much that you can put in writing on a website. Yeah. So that's so good. So good. So good. All right. I will final question. I just have to say this. I'm, that's kind of a little unexpected for me that you don't have a set schedule for the podcast. <laughs> you just like, fuck that or what? Yeah, we honestly, <laughs> it's like, we're like, okay, we tried to do a, a schedule and then it, it was like, okay, I don't have time. Let's just do it tomorrow. Okay. Let's just oh, do okay. it tomorrow. So now it's like whenever we have like an hour, it's like, Kate, we got to go upstairs and record this. Yeah. It's one of those things I think in the, like a goal of mine in the the coming year with the business is just to be, um, just to put out more content. Mm -hmm. So not necessarily Instagram, but, um, you know, now that we have decent internet, probably (laughs) (laughs) actually it took me four days to upload a YouTube video. So, no, no, um, (laughs) you know, do more, do more with YouTube and then you know, if we're doing YouTube, it takes no effort to record a podcast mm-hmm. on the camera and upload that. So just be kind of putting out more, uh, a higher variety and higher level of content off Instagram. So that will include the podcast and also probably require that we go on a schedule with it. All right. I lo- yeah. This is, I'm all about the content. So this is exciting to me. Also, very good job with the email. I get them. I'm on the list. So awesome job with that. Awesome job with the, uh, the advent lead magnet. Just you folks are killing it so awesome. yes awesome. Awesome. a lot of that was to we have to thank you for that mm-hmm. being a pain in your ass like seeing seeing your instagram post being like all right actually i'll say i think we're we've grown our following on instagram because you told meredith this and then she related it to me you specifically said like just put out information right. oh, and you made the point like that information is out there it's in google it's whatever it's just like you're just putting it out like everybody else and eventually people will, will want to get that information from you. you to them specifically, I guess. No, not yet. That's a hundred percent what it is. And I'm like so honored and stoked that that landed with you because that's the truest of truths. And I try to get more people to understand that, but yeah, we all show up for you two to be like, what are they going to say about this freaking <laughs> eating too much protein? Like what are they, what's, what are they going to say? What's the, what's the response? So a lot yes. of people DM us stuff. Like, <laughs> did you see this? Like expecting. Yeah. yeah we want to know what you have to think. Like you, you two have done it. You put in the legwork, you, you've gained the trust. You've built the trust. You've built a community. Like we want to hear from you. So I'm excited for 2021 and, and more ways to consume, consume the content. Yeah. Final question. And I'll let you guys leave you. I, I will leave you two alone. Is there anything that you would like to leave the people with? Um, I mean, this is going to come out around New Year's. So it's kind of like there's, you know, everyone sets goals around New Year's. I have some, I have like a, an assault bike challenge that I'm going to oh, post Lord. about and do. Jesus. And it's, I know it's, you can do it. You have an assault bike, right? I, no, I just got rid of it this moment. <laughs> just now. <laughs> Just, just, yeah, just burned it. Um, so I'm going to do that. I have some, some personal goals, um, that I'm, I'm just using January 1st as like, you know, the day. Yeah. So use January 1st for what it is. And it's like, it's simply 
sort of a like a touchstone cornerstone date and then like don't do your normal goals like if you set if you set a goal to to lose weight or to do something in the gym every year and you're you're always back on january 1st setting the same goal over again um maybe figure out a different way to go about tackling that goal and um you know figure out what's important to you i think a lot of people set goals when they're still in kind of the discovery phase of what they want. And so if you never really discover what it is that you want and what you're willing to do to get that, um, you'll kind of just keep, you'll keep staying on the the same loop and the same cycle. So um, yeah, I guess use January 1st for, for what it is. And then if you aren't sure how to set goals or how to achieve them, then just reach out to someone who can help you with that either like with a formal arrangement with a coach like us or, you with a friend who has similar goals and find a way to hold yourself and each other accountable to what you're trying to achieve. Love it. I love it. Alex, what you got for no, us? Nothing to add. I would agree with that 100%. So good. Look at this. Look at this relationship and the balance. Ivy, you have anything to say? She's sleeping. Ivy's been asleep for like <laughs> 40 minutes. She's been at camp while we went on uh, our ski trip. So Oh, with talked. Ivan? Yep, Ivan was there too. What a, what a life. They were inseparable. What a life. What a life. If you folks want to check out uh, Ivy, which is like the, she's the most beautiful cat. I, I don't even, I feel bad about myself when I look at Ivy. Uh, you can check her out hope, on the on the Instagram. I hope Rupert isn't hearing this. Uh, Rupert's also sleeping and he said <laughs> he wants to be called handsome. So he was like, she okay. can be the most beautiful. Uh, it's. <laughs> It's totally fine. I do actually have one last question. When are you bringing back the funny messages on the board? You have your own apartment. I mean, your own house now. Like, is that going to come back or like what? I did put the board. So the whiteboard has been in like the cabinet for a year. So I I did. I got the whiteboard out and it's on the fridge. So it's primed and ready to go. (laughs) I will be looking out. All right. You two, Meredith, Alex, or you three, Ivy. Thank you. You moved this around. You've been super accommodating. And every time you bring you on, you just share such, just such bombs. And it's, it's great to listen to you, get to learn from you and seeing you lead from the front. So thank you for everything that you're doing, that you've done and all that's yet to come. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. You're so, so welcome. You folks listening, thank you. I know you could be doing anything, but you decided to kick off the new year with us. And for that, we are endlessly, endlessly appreciative. Not going to ask for any subscriptions or anything like that. If you liked this episode, go and check out what Meredith and Alex are putting down. It's all in the show notes. If you loved this episode, go check them out and share this episode with somebody who you think it could help. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Meredith, Alex, Ivy, and Maestro, 